This is a download from the Wireless Theatre Company. The performance we present for you tonight is something very special. A lost Sherlock Holmes radio play, first broadcast on American radio in 1942. Back in those dark days of the Second World War, radio was an important propaganda weapon in the fight against the Nazis. Our enemies, their tiny faces pressed against their radios, <laughs> would no doubt be terrified to know that such famous heroes as Sherlock Holmes, the Scarlet Pimpernel, even Tony Flippers, the Elizabethan seal detective, <laughs> had been brought bang up to date to fight the menace spreading across Europe. While the original broadcast was lost in a freak mining accident in the 1960s, <laughs> tonight we will perform the complete script exactly as it would have been transmitted. One thing to note, the original program was paid for by advertising. As you will hear, these adverts were incorporated into the production in a variety of subtle and inventive ways. <laughs> This evening's story is brought to you by Patriot Gin, a crisp, clear drink that is perfect for all occasions. Why not try a large glass with your Sunday roast dinner? A pint, maybe. <laughs> or, or when you have to tell the wife about those photographs. You know when I like a nice, long glass of Patriot Gin? When I'm driving. <laughs> anyway, let us begin our evening's tale with a visit to that quaint old English doctor, Dr. Watson. What? Good evening, Dr. Watson. What's that book you're leafing through there? Well, Mr. Martell, this is my scrapbook of ladies. <laughs> Your scrapbook of ladies? That's right. You know, if I ever look upon a lady with my own eyes, much like your own there, I make sure I record the meeting in my book, usually with a photograph. Or if there's been no time to engage a photographer, I make a detailed drawing of her. <laughs> Like this one. And what's that? It's, it's a woman. Right. Well, this old lady book has been quite useful to me when committing my reminiscences of Sherlock Holmes to paper. Oh, really? Indeed. Why, to be accurate, there's been at least, ooh, five teen cases which have started, ended, or had something to do with women both singular and plural. <laughs> the adventure of the misunderstood lipstick. The adventure of backstage at the Theatre Royale. And Sherlock Holmes in Las Vegas. <laughs> and the story I'm going to tell the listeners tonight is just one of those tales. But it begins... Well, I'm sure our listeners are looking forward to sitting back in an easy chair, their wife on their laps, a glass of delicious, smooth Patriot gin in hand. Yes, and thank you. Tonight's tale begins not in the fog-bound streets of London, but in Ferrania in the year 1942. <laughs> By studying the footprints left at the castle and the fibre we found on the dog, I have deduced that our quarry should be arriving here at 8.15, wearing a long cloak and two pairs of boots. Dash it all, Holmes. How can you possibly deduce from such scant facts that this is the home of Baron von Fuskus? Only one man in Ferrania wears two pairs of boots. The tracks lead directly to this castle. But how could you know he'll be here at 8.15? Because it is 8.15. Baron Kurt von Fuskus, we meet at last. Do you really think you can stop the might of the Third Reich? The mighty German war machine is cranked up and spinning towards your puny little island. The scoundrel! Shall I shoot him? Uh, not yet, Watson. I need to ask him some questions. Ask away, Herr Detective. What possible use to Hitler is the fellow of a radiogram? Ah. And they say the mind of Sherlock Holmes is razor sharp like one of your English knives. But really, you are quite absurdly simple. Why, you... Steady, steady, Watson, steady, man. I'm sorry, Holmes. But to see his fascistic countenance gloating away, now he has in his possession the radiogram... Ah, but he doesn't. He doesn't? I don't. You don't. 
Last night, I managed to create a duplicate Bellover radiogram using just two plates and a grass skirt. I switched it with the real one just before von Fusca snatched it this afternoon. Schweinhund! Language, Baron. I'm sorry, but you, Holmes, you will pay for this insult to the Nazi power wagon. Unfortunately, we left England before I was able to visit a bureau de change. I hope you accept. Steel. <laughs> a sword stick. The typical English weapon of a coward. Well, I think you will find I am no less prepared. My God, Holmes! He pulled that out of his... Ah, up. Watson. Truly a worthy opponent. Have at you, sir. Look out, Holmes. He nearly got you there. To your left. My word, that was close. You're not helping. I'm, I'm sorry. It's just I'm amazed by the quality of this fighting. You fight well, Englisher, but I have been trained by the best. What? Not yes. I learned my fencing skills directly from the Fjord. My God. However, I practiced the art of the sword at the side of Churchill himself. Ah, a hit, Holmes. A palpable hit. It is but a flesh wound. Surrender, Baron. At least keep your life. Never! Be careful, Holmes. You're getting too close to that tiny wooden bridge. Beneath that is a crevasse that must surely lead to certain death. Do not worry, old chap. I have the steady feet of a rhino. Now you're mine. Aha! Gotcha! The crevasse! No! Ouch. And so ends the career of one of Nazi Germany's greatest operatives. The Principality of Ferrania is safe from the gloved hand of terror for another day. Well, let's hope it stays that way. Never fear, Watson. While the light of freedom burns brightly in the torch of justice, the people of Ferrania can sleep easy. Come, old fellow, let's return to England and Baker Street. Baron von Fuskus, you are safe. No, let me die. The Englisher and his portly assistant have humiliated me. I have let down the Fjord and our glorious cause. With this sword, I take my own life. Why is it not working? There is a stick. You lost your sword when you fell. It is now lodged between these comfy mattresses that I placed here to break your fall. But I have failed. I deserve only death. No, Baron von Fuskus. We have need of you yet. You must accompany me immediately to Berlin, the German capital of Germany. <laughs> Wait, who are you? I'm Greta Gruber, the secret leader of the Führer's secret army. The Gestapo? No, more secret than that. That's pretty secret. Indeed. <laughs> And it is an organization you will come to know well. Serve us loyally, and you will see the downfall of England. I would like to see that. As would we all. Now listen, Baron von Fuskus. Have you ever been to China? Once, when I was a student. I lived in a small shack with a boy named... Yes, okay, that's fine. We have need of you on our latest mission. If we succeed... We may well have the final ingredient in the making of the winning of this war. And then I will have my revenge on the United Kingdom of England. But most importantly, I will have my revenge on that most dangerous of Englishers, Herr Mr. Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> And uh, what about me, Mrs. Hudson? Oh, hello, Doctor. I didn't see you there. <laughs> and now you see me? Um, cup of tea? <laughs> yes. Um, thank you, Mrs. Hudson. That would be most kind of you. Shall I get the door for you? I've got hands. Yes, you have. <laughs> 
Oh, a remarkable woman. Hmm? What's that, Watson? Oh, really? What is it you're occupying yourself with, Holmes? The papers, Watson. We may have been absent from London, my old friend, but I'm sure the crime has not been. And do they present anything of interest? No. Ha! Ever since we captured the crime king... Sir Charles de Crime. That's him. <laughs> since his incarceration in London prison, the city's become dull and turgid. Yes, no wonder you've started taking work from the government. Mr. Holmes, I've got a letter for you. Thank you, Mrs. Hudson. You're welcome, Ducky. Anything for me, my dear? No. <laughs> right. Watson, it's a letter from the government. Mrs. Hudson, leave us. Oh, that's charming, that is. Here I am, bringing you your mail, cooking you your dinner, and what do I get? Out. Rightio. <laughs> I've got some soul. Will that be all right for you? That will be sufficient. Now, please leave us. Well, Holmes, who is this letter from? I just told you. The government. Let me read it to you. Dear Mr. Holmes, we need to talk to you on a matter of national security, something that could turn the tide of the war. We shall call on you shortly. Yours sincerely, the government. <laughs> I see. I wonder when they'll arrive. I should say any time now. <laughs> or maybe not. my soul. It's in the oven. I'll do some extra for the government, shall I? Um, send him in, Mrs Hudson. All right, sweet cheeks. Government, in here. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. So, you come asking for my help yet again? Oh, believe me, sir, if this was a matter that could be settled through official channels, I would not be here at all. Unfortunately, this is a problem that requires a more Unorthodox solution. I was quite overruled. Well, really. Do not fear for my pride, old friend. I was being offended when this chap was in short trousers. <laughs> now, sir, what can we do for you? Well, Mr. Holmes, have you ever been to China? I have. They have the most enchanting ladies. That, that's enough, Watson. <laughs> and yes, I have been to China. I once spent two years there disguised as an old Chinese man to snare a tea smuggler. I didn't know that. Uh, no, Watson, it's not one of my proudest moments. He managed to overpower me, trapped me inside a giant tea bag. There I was, suspended over a huge vat of boiling water. Mr. Holmes, please. Sorry, go on. Well, as you know, in our own British museum, we've recently had a new exhibition of things from the Orient. You recall the exhibition? Things from the Orient? That's the one. <laughs> An impressive collection. But come, to the point... You would not have travelled all this way, and by car, to talk of exhibitions, unless there was good reason. And there is, Mr Holmes. Tell me, what do you know of puzzle boxes? The Chinese puzzle box, a device that can only be opened through the manipulation of its facade. A fiendishly clever device. The exhibition at the British Museum contains a display of some of the best-known puzzle boxes in China. One of these was recovered by an agent of ours last year in Germany. Germany? Steady. This, this very puzzle box, thought to be innocent of any suspicion, contained information that could change the course of the war. But if it's so valuable, why did you not keep it in Whitehall? Ah, well, I believe the government was using an old trick described by Mr. Edgar Allan Poe in his story, The Purloined Letter, hiding something of great value in the last place anyone might look for it. Indeed, that was our plan. Unfortunately, someone did look for it. The box was stolen this morning. And we have reason to believe the thief was of German extraction. But how can you tell? We are at war with Nazi Germany. Nazis. I hate those chaps. <laughs> and so I take it the government wishes me to look into this case. That is correct. Well, I'm not sure. I have a lot of other cases at the moment. No, you don't? Y yes, I do. I have many other cases. But you haven't. You actually haven't. <laughs> yes, thank you, Watson. So you're free to help us? Apparently. Oh, well. Well, that's excellent. I'll tell the rest of the government that's a yes, then. But, um, let me warn you. British intelligence tells us they have information that suggests a number of Nazi spies have smuggled themselves into the country within the last 24 hours in suitcases. Be on your guard. 
If they believe you to be looking into this matter, they may well decide to strike against you. Have no fear. I think Watson and I can look after ourselves. Well, in that case, I'll be off. You'll let us know what you find? Of course. Right. I'll go and find something for supper. Here! You want to have a bit of soul? No, really. Just because I work for the government doesn't mean I have no soul. No, no I meant... I have feelings too, you know. I write poetry. No, I... Well, I meant soul. You know, the fish. Oh, I see. No, thank you, my good woman. I find fish sinister. <laughs> you never quite know what they're thinking. Well, fine, I'll just show you out then, shall I? Quickly, Watson, your hat and coat. But really, Holmes, where are we going at this hour? To the British Museum. But it's after five. It'll be closed. This is a matter of national security, and I have a most ingenious scheme to gain us entry. Soldiers! And here we are. In this room at the centre of the British Museum rest some of the finest examples of the puzzle box monger's art. Are they not exquisite? Some of these must be worth at least hundreds of pounds. Some? I would say all, my dear fellow. Watson, you appear tense. I think it is the atmosphere in this place. I've never liked empty old buildings after dark. You never know what's lurking around the corner. You remember the adventure of the useless estate agent? <laughs> Indeed I do. And I also remember those allegedly cursed houses would never have been sold without the help of my brother. I do not remember Mycroft helping us on that occasion. No, I speak of my other brother, Barrett Holmes. <laughs> but now is not the time for reminiscences. You see this space here? Right in the centre. This is the resting place of the puzzle box that's given the government such consternation. Now, do excuse me, Watson. What on earth are you doing on the floor? Holmes, stop smelling the British Museum. <laughs> ah, fascinating. What have you found? Our government can rest easy for now, old friend. I think we shall have this case wrapped up in time for breakfast. It would appear... Holmes, look out! Seems I spoke too soon. Quickly, Watson, behind the display. Watson, do I take it you're carrying your trusty service revolver? Never leave home without it. Which took some explaining last time I volunteered at the ladies' hospital. Quickly, aim at the skylight. Oh, got him. Good shot, Watson. Do you think it was the thief returning to the scene of the crime? No. Alas, I fear I spoke too soon when I said this case would soon be over. It would seem the government were right to warn us. The man with the gun could only be an agent of the Nazis, come to try and steal the puzzle box. But surely they are the ones who have it already. Before our assailant tried to assassinate us from above, I had my sights set on the muddy traces on the ground. Using the power of my nose, I detected the unmistakable scent of a kind of jellied eel, only to be found in the vicinity of St. Catherine's docks. <laughs> but how can you know? Watson, I have made a study of the 15 varieties of jellied eel available in London. It is a study I intend to publish, no doubt to great acclaim. Yes, well, good luck with that. Sorry? So you suspect cockneys. When I see the muddy footprint of a labourer's boot and smell the heady aroma of the eel, there can be no doubt. Seek out the cockney and there you will find your man. Then the government were wrong about it falling into the hands of the Nazis. Only so far. I believe they made the attempt tonight, but instead of the box, found us. Let us hope we can keep it from their clutches. Well, what are we waiting for? To the home of the Cockneys, the East End of Landan. <laughs> Alas, old friend, this is a dangerous mission. With Nazi spies on one hand and a ne'er-do-well on the other, it'll be better if I made this trip alone. Oh, but Holmes... At any other time, I would relish you at my side. Any case, I need you to send word to the government of our findings. If anything should go wrong, we may need their assistance. Very well. So, we are in agreement. You to Baker Street, and I to get my hands on a rough man. Gentlemen. Evening, Governor. What can I do you for? Information. A man has been here with a small box about so big. Well, that's a small man. No, that was the size of the box. 
The man came in, had a look around, drank a pint of stout at that table there, then lift through the back door. Oh, yeah? Says who? The unmistakable bootstep I've been trading leads to this very pub, then out the back door. And what about the table? There is a subtle boot print under the table, visible only when the light is shining on it from the north. And on the table, an empty pint of stout, next to the eel. I ain't telling you nothing. So you are telling me something. Good, good. <laughs> you can begin with his name. The only names I know are Barry Beer, Willie Whiskey, and Ian Wine. <laughs> and I haven't seen you ask for any of them. Well, sir, seeing as I can't persuade you or your fellows to help me, perhaps I'll at least stay for a pint of your finest ale. Sure you wouldn't like a nice, smooth Patriot gin? <laughs> I'm sorry? You know, drinking Patriot gin is like taking a long walk in the countryside whilst holding the hand of a small child. I think I'll keep to a pint of refreshing British beer. No Patriot gin for you then, sir? Fine. I'll put the Patriot gin away then. Ah, beer. Beer that has fueled the thirst of our strong, brave fighting men. Think of them. The young soldier, a gun in his hand and his eyes raised skyward, looking to a better, brighter tomorrow. Here, yeah. what are you saying? It's make me feel all funny. That's a feeling. A feeling called patriotism. One that's been dormant, sleeping like an old man in a park, covered in leaves. But you must shake off the leaves, get up off the damp ground and embrace the feeling. For what are we without patriotism? Nazis! Uh, well, well, no, they, they are quite patriotic, actually. That's part of the problem we're having. But our kind of patriotism, British patriotism, is a patriotism that embraces every man, woman, dog, criminal, and honest bank manager in a hold that unites them in triumph over the forces of darkness. He's right, Gav. It is the British way. I'm English and I'm proud. You, sir, are you with me? Oh, sir, forgive me. Oh, I know the gentleman you're after. His name's Ted Quack. He lives over on Dorset Street. Ted Quack? Of the Basingstoke Quacks? No, the uh, Bermondsey Quacks. I thought the Bermondsey Quacks all moved up north, to Enfield. No, my good cockney. That was the Bermondsey Quicks who moved away with the Battersea Quirks. <laughs> you know an awful lot about local affairs, Mr... Holmes. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. And I know an awful lot about everything. Good day. Uh, Mr Holmes? Yes? I couldn't help overhearing. You're very impressive. I know. <laughs> and you are... Just as impressive. <laughs> I'm sure you are, Miss... Mrs. Oh, I see. And where is Mr... He died, I'm afraid, in the war. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Mrs... That's all right. It was a fast-acting venom. I see. What's your name? <laughs> Greta Gruber. I see you are a visitor to our shores. Oh, my dear Mr. Holmes, you are indeed as perceptive as the stories written about you in your famous The Strand magazine. No doubt it was my accent. And the fact you were holding a German passport wrapped in a bundle of papers covered in German writing. No, oh, these little things, uh, I found them in the street. I was going to hand them over to one of your famous British police bobbies, but now that you are here... I'm afraid I don't believe you. But it's true. I'm not even German. I'm Swiss. Oh, how lovely. I once spent six months in the Swiss capital of Zurich. You know Zurich? Of course. Very good. No, Herr Holmes. Mister. Okay, Herr Mister. <laughs> no, Mister Holmes. Oh, of course. How silly of me. Silly little me. You must think I'm a bit of a ninny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me. Wait. Yes. You cannot leave. We have only just met, and you are the famous Sherlock Holmes. I have not had the company of an intelligent and handsome man since I arrived in this country. At least take me with you. I crave your fabulous mind. Crave away, young lady. Tonight I work alone. You are going to find this Ted Quirk? Quick! Quack! Uh, <laughs> yes, Quack. Oh, so you were listening in? I couldn't help. Your presence, it's commanded the room. Yes, it can do that. Sorry for any inconvenience. I liked it. You like inconvenience? No, the presence. What? No, hang on. I, I must leave. <laughs> but please, take my card. Should you require my presence again, do not hesitate to contact me. Good night, madam.
And so my plan comes together all too perfectly. Holmes may have a machine-like brain, like some kind of fleshy computer, but he is still a man, and that will be his downfall. Mwah. 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 Oh, well, good luck to you. Oh, I did not think anybody could hear me. Well, you were speaking pretty loudly in the middle of an empty pub. Oh, yes. So I was. Oh, Lord, some mercy. I believe this is what they call closing time. <laughs> all right, hello, what's all this then? I only popped out to do a bit of thieving. Me are you still hot, is it? Who are you? Yeah, who are you? Where's the usual fella? Oh, he has just had to pop out to buy some more Patriot gin. Well, I don't blame him. Why, drinking Patriot gin is like slipping into an hot bath with your favourite dog. <laughs> the name's Ted Quack. Indeed. How very fortuitous. Come, sit down. I find your odour enticing. <laughs> That'll be me eels. Oh, it's you, Doctor. That's right, Mrs. Hudson. Just me. Uh, there's a foreign gentleman for you. Uh, he wouldn't wait. Who is he? Oh, no idea. Well, show him in, Mrs. Hudson. Oh, I see he already is. We meet again, Herr Doctor. I'm no Herr Doctor. <laughs> wait, von Fuskus. But you're dead. Nice try, Doctor, but you won't fool me that easily. <laughs> I see you have injured your shoulder. Indeed, our encounter at the British Museum has left its mark. I should warn you, my revolver is close at hand. I will quite happily administer a second wound to match that shoulder. What revolver? This revolver? My word, how did you manage to get that? I worked for many years in the Berlin Circus. I specialised in sleight of hand and seal wrangling. <laughs> now, Doctor... There is the box. I don't know what you're talking about. But I was there in the museum. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Look around you. Can you see any such box? Precisely. Even now, Holmes... Ah! <laughs> so, the redoubtable Mr. Holmes has yet to find it. That is all I wanted to know. And now, Doctor, for you, the war is over. Oh. Did we win? <laughs> No, I just meant... I'm going to kill you. Dr. Watson, 221B Baker Street? Yes? Stand back, old chap. What? I think you need a new window, old bean. That's all right, my dear. I always hated that window. It reminded me of my first wife. Yes, I know all about that. You do? Yes, I was fully briefed by the government. Well, this is all very lovely, my dear. Don't think for a moment I'm ungrateful for you saving my life, when I would like to add that I was in complete control of the situation. <laughs> but might I inquire as to who you might be? My name is Susan Hills. I have come from the government, as requested by Mr. Holmes, to be your driver. What? You're a... a driver? Yes. Is there a problem? No, it's, it's just that you're a... A what? Nothing. Really? Yes. And you say Holmes sent for you? Dr. Watson, the government believes that you are in terrible danger. They have tried to kill the two of you twice already. Holmes believes that they will not rest until they have finished the job. Now, don't you worry about that, my dear. Holmes and I have been in scrapes like this before, and I've always come to his aid. Like just now, you mean? Yes, well, that was different. He had me unawares. I see. You're very well, uh... Prepared? It seems I owe you a debt. Really? Indeed. How can I repay you? I'm not sure, Doctor. Please, call me Dr. Watson. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Watson. You've, uh, you've got a little... Uh, what? Just glass, just, just on your cheek. What? Oh, yes. Here, here allow me. Oh, no, really. Uh, no, just here, there oh. you go. Thank you. Well, I should be going. Really? You sure you wouldn't like to drive me somewhere? <laughs> no, I, I just came to introduce myself and uh, save your life. Right, well, uh, yes, it is rather late. I think a night's rest would do us all good. 
alone in our own beds. Well, off up the old wooden hill for me then. Good night, Dr. Watson. What a woman. <laughs> now, where did I put my lady book? What happened to you? I went to Baker Street, to the lair of the English detective. Did you fall through the window again? No. The detective had hired men. Six. Lots of men. <laughs> One of them was very large. And he stood you through the window? No. He threw me through the wall. Is that glass? No. I see. And when you were finished with these men, did you find anything of use? Say, a puzzle box? Alas, I did not. No. You did not. Because, von Fuskus, you are a doomkopf, an idiot. Whilst you were blinded by your thoughts of revenge, I could see Holmes's moves quite clearly. I knew he would not return to Baker Street, but would instead use his time to find the thief. And he probably has, and we are no closer to finding the box. Oh, no? Then what, might I ask, is this? God in himmel, the box? <laughs> yes, you fool. I have succeeded where you failed. Please, don't tell the Fuhrer. Now, Baron. In the palm of my simple hand lies the key. A key that will unlock the door to unending victory. Victory for the Nazi German Nazis. We shall no longer be the Third Reich. We will be the Eternal Reich. Well, get on with it then. Very well. So, this is why you are still alive. Ah! Finally a gap in the Iron Lady's armor, like some kind of kettle. You need my knowledge of Chinese customs and games. Knowledge that is locked inside my noble, manly brain. A brain that without the use of a saw and some kind of brain scoop, you are powerless to access. A brain that has- Shut up and open the box! Okay, give it here. Okay, here you go. And so, with the fingering of this box, we bring victory. Victory! Watson, good morning. Holmes, have you only just returned? Yes, my good man. Sid, have some eggs and I'll tell you all about it. There aren't any eggs. Oh, yes. Well, go and make some eggs and come and sit down with them. <laughs> Very well. No, wait. Tell me where you've been. When we parted last night, I made my way directly to the Alpha Inn at St. Catherine's Docks, where I discovered the gentleman I was after was one Ted Quack. After going to his home, I discovered he was not in, so I returned to the inn to see if he had returned there. And had he? Yes, he had. Well, that's all right, then. I'll call the government, then make some eggs. Don't be too hasty, Watson. When I got back to the inn, there he was, dead. Dead? Yes, and there was a puzzle box-shaped hole in his pocket. <laughs> I'll cancel the eggs, then. Really? Quite fancy some eggs. <laughs> all right, I'll go and... No, wait! How did he die? He'd been shot, as had the barman. And I pulled German bullets out of there. Oh, Holmes, please, I'm thinking about eggs. Sorry, old fellow. Well, it seems that there are two Nazis at work in London. Oh, really? Yes, really. When you dispatched me here for my own safety, you did not think that I would be visited by none other than Baron von Fuskus himself. Von Fuskus? So that naughty German escaped the plunge down the crevasse. So it seems. And it also seems that he was our assailant at the British Museum. Watson, we face the most dangerous and terrible case of our very long careers. Again? Yes. <laughs> But this time, it is not only us that are in danger, it is freedom, democracy, and England. I suppose that's why you engaged the services of that charming Miss Hills. Indeed, Watson. She was here last night as well. But have no fear, I protected her from the might of von Fuskus. Oh, did you now? <laughs> yes. Why, what have you heard? Nothing. Oh, I see the window's been smashed again. Yes, Holmes, that is where I dispatched von Fuskus. He won't be bothering us again for a while. Well, no, because he's probably got the box now. Oh, yes. <laughs> Damn. It is all right, my dear fellow. Is it? How can it be? We have failed. Not yet, my poodle. One thing... <laughs> One thing you have forgotten is how methodical and disciplined the Nazi is. A Nazi mind is like a well-oiled machine. A car, for example. Or a tractor. When switched on and about its task, there is nothing finer. When you ask that tractor to perform a task it is not designed for, such as sailing, it becomes useless, like yesterday's milk. Such is the mind of our enemy. Well, what are you saying, Holmes? That we need to get our hands on a boat? 
no, not a boat, Watson. No, I believe they will not be able to open that box without expert help. And that is where I've spent the night, searching London for the best puzzle solver in the land. And did you find him? Indeed I did. Here, have a look at yesterday's paper. Best puzzle solver in the land. <laughs> Professor E.J. Smedley craves crosswords to complete, etc. No time wasters. Please bring own puzzles. Holmes, <laughs> there is no time to waste. If we have seen this, then surely so has our enemy. Fear not, old friend. I knocked him up at two this morning. After an initial disagreement, he was good enough to agree to leave the city for a couple of days. You will go along to his emporium and take his place. Me? But what will you be doing? It is too dangerous for me to go. I am known by the Nazis and they want me dead. So I am to go alone? Oh no, dear boy. I shall send Miss Hills to drive you there. At the first sign of trouble, I'm <laughs> sure you will be able to protect her again. Oh, really? Well, in that case, I shall be delighted. Now, Watson, this is important. A little word about the lady. Now, really, Holmes, you need not tell me about women. I have an experience of women which extends over many nations and three separate continents. I know, I've seen your book. <laughs> now, I shall meet you back here in exactly 17 hours. Right, will do. And one last thing. What's that? Don't open the box for them. I'll try. So, uh, where shall I meet Miss Hills? You must spend the morning at the British Library, learning all you can about Chinese puzzle boxes and their tricky ways. Miss Hills will meet you there at one. Now I must leave. There are things that require my attention. So what am I to do when the Nazis arrive at the Emporium? You must get the box from them by any means. Right. I'm going to have a shave. Miss Hills strikes me as a lady who likes her men smooth. Yes, she does. What? Nothing, my dear chap. <laughs> Let's just hope that the Nazis haven't opened the box. You haven't opened the box? I have tried. I've been trying all night. You know I injured my shoulder at the British Museum. It seems that when I was thrown through the window, uh, the wall at Baker Street, my other shoulder was also injured. Now I do not have full power over my hands. Well, what use are you to me, then? I shall be healed in a couple of weeks. Weeks? What use are weeks to the Führer? The box must be opened now. Baron, your use to me has ended. Wait. Wait. I did see something in the paper. You need me to read it to you in English. I can read English. But I do the accent better. <laughs> All right, read. Read for your miserable life. <clears throat> Best puzzle solver in the land. Professor E.J. Smedley craves crosswords to complete, etc. No time wasters. Please bring own puzzles. <laughs> Where does this Professor Smedley live? Uh, Dollis Hill, North London. Yeah, I know it well. I built an exact replica of Dolly's Hill in my garden in Bavaria. So I might prepare for the inevitable invasion of England. <laughs> Let me go to Dolly's Hill. I will ensure this Englisher professor opens a box for us. Very well, von Fuskas. Go to the Dolly's Hill, see the professor, but I will not be far behind. Make one more mistake and I will crush you like a fig. <laughs> and where will you be? If we have seen this paper... Then Holmes has seen it too. And for all his intellect, Holmes is still a man. What does that mean? Let us just say that I'm a woman. Clever, resourceful, but still a woman. And if I turn up my womanly charms to the full, he will no doubt be putty in my hands to sculpt as I please and mold into a helpful shape. I shall go and seek out Holmes and get him out of our way for good. By making him dead. Okay. So it is settled. I will go to Baker Street. No, I'm going to Baker Street. You are going to Dolly's Hill. Oh, yes, of course. Sorry. And you are going to the puzzle solver. No, that is where you are going. Uh, yes. The puzzle solver is in Dolly's Hill. That's right. Are you sure you're up to this? Yes, of course. I'm just distracted by my shoulders. Well, just... Just make sure you get that box opened. The future of Germany is in your hands. Have no fear. And as soon as I'm back from Baker Street... No, you're going to... Dollis Hill, yeah, right. I Sorry. worry about you. It's fine. I go to Dollis Hill. Yes, you do. Before you forget to. And tomorrow? Tomorrow. The fate of this puny country will be decided. And with homes out of the way. And a puzzle box open for us. There is nothing that can stop us. Turn to this adventure of Sherlock Holmes in just a few moments. But first, I want to talk to you about Patriot Gin. You know, 
There's nothing better after you've just been made unemployed than going home to a long, large glass of revitalizing Patriot gin. And when you've had one or five glasses of Patriot gin, well, those troubles just don't seem quite as bad, do they? But now let's return to our story. When we left, the evil Baron von Fuskus was about to leave for Dollis Hill, and Greta Gruber was leaving for Baker Street. Isn't that right, Dr. Watson? That's right, Mr. Martell. While I was out at the British Library, filling my head with words... Rather than clean, fresh, patriot gin... Excuse me. Sorry. Thank you. I was at the British Library, learning all I could about Chinese puzzle boxes, leaving Holmes safely in Baker Street. But he would not be safe for long. Mr. Holmes, forgive me. I did not want to disturb you, but I find that I do. Not at all. Mrs. Gruber, isn't it? You remember me. So, what they say about your famous brain is true. Yes, it is true. I can remember things. <laughs> you told me that if I ever needed your presence again, I should not hesitate to call. And so you have called. And I did not hesitate. So, why was it you needed my presence? I can't stop thinking about you. Are we alone? Why do you care if we're alone? I wouldn't want anybody interrupting our yes. intercourse. Uh... Our conversation. Oh, yes, right. <laughs> Kiss me, Mr. Holmes. Um, all right, very well. Mm. Mm. <laughs> oh, my. Now I think you should leave. <laughs> oh, no, not yet. Because you see, Mr. Holmes, there is something I have not yet told you. What's that? That you're a Nazi spy and you're here to kill me? What? How could you know that? One simple reason. Which is? Zurich is not the capital of Switzerland. It is Bern. Curses! <laughs> but no bother, for you shall be dead soon. I think not. How are you planning on dispatching me? With this gun. Oh, wait, hang on. You mean this gun? I took it from you as I pretended to kiss you. Pretended. Indeed. <laughs> When I realized you would attempt to seduce me, I prepared these wax lips. Damn you, Mr. Holmes. Excuse me? Apologies, my dear. I should take them off. They're starting to harden. So what are you planning on doing with me? I think we shall begin by taking a trip to Scotland Yard. I think not. Why do you think that? I think I shall just walk out of this door. You can try, my dear, but I shall pull this little trigger of yours. And you can try, but look at this photograph. Hitler? Isn't that a seal? Oh, wait. <laughs> this photograph. Mrs. Hudson! That is right, Mr. Holmes. And it is not just a photograph of your landladies that I hold. If you do not let me walk out of here unharmed, my hired cockneys will do their worst. Evening. Evening. <laughs> Seems my speech on patriotism fell on deaf ears. Sorry? Can't hear you. <laughs> ah, I see. And now we take our leave, Mr. Holmes. Come, Cockney, lead the way. Hey? Just get out! Right-o. Until next time, Mr. Holmes. Bye, then. <laughs> Mrs. Hudson? Mrs. Hudson! Have no fear, Mrs. Hudson. I sent them away. What you gonna do that for? I was looking forward to that. <laughs> Mrs. Hudson, those cockneys were in the employ of the enemy, the Nazis. Oh, he had lovely eyes. Mrs. Hudson. <laughs> Sorry, dear. Here, where are you going? I have work to do. The future of the entire empire is at stake. Right. So you won't be in for tea, then? I spent the morning ensconced in the British Library, their hallowed halls filled with the cream of our country's rich literary heritage and books. <laughs> but my instructions were to seek out the reference section and any tomes I could find pertaining to Chinese puzzle boxes. Upon the arrival of the delightful Miss Hills, we made our way to Dollis Hill. Do you have to write that in the car? Sorry. So, you know the address? Dollis Hill? You know, Dr. Watson, that Mr. Holmes strikes me as a resourceful and thorough companion. He is that. Do you know him well? What do you mean? 
you and him, are you close? We have a professional understanding. Oh, good. Why good? There's a restaurant up ahead. Let's say we get a bite to eat. That's a hotel. Is it? <laughs> oh, yes, so it is. Dr. Watson, old man, at any other time, I would be delighted to take a bite. But it is imperative we make our way to Dollis Hill. You're sure? Dr. Watson, would you prefer to eat as a free man or under the yoke of the Nazis? Point taken, Miss Hills. Dollis Hill it is. Oh. So many stairs. I don't see why Professor Smedley could not have had his emporium on the ground floor. I don't know. I think it's always useful to exercise. Do you need to sit down? If you're offering. <laughs> Look at this, Miss Hills. I say! Indeed, it is a massive collection. There must be at least one copy of every kind of puzzle and game manufactured within the last 20 years. Not just that, my dear. Take a look at this prototype. I say, how do you think you play it? Well, if I read these blueprints correctly, the players must place a variety of different items onto the back of the donkey <laughs> as gently as possible. The game is over when the weight causes the donkey to spill its load. Fascinating. And, and what do they call this game? The Amazing Kicking Donkey Game. Oh, that doesn't really trip off the tongue, does it? No, I'd call it Bucking Donkey. Yes, or the Mutilator. <laughs> well, I suppose we'd better settle in and wait for the Nazis. But surely you are known to the Nazis. Uh, von Fuskus knew to find you in Baker Street. Oh, Miss Hills, Holmes isn't the only one with the tricks, you know. All I need to do is slip on this eye patch. What's wrong? Damn! I seem to have left my eye patch in Baker Street. Not to worry, if I close my right eye, the effect is the same. <laughs> well, they should be here soon. Yes, but they're not here yet. <laughs> no, they're not. No, we're all alone. So we are. You look tense. Do I? It's probably all the excitement, the thrill of the chase, all that. Shall I rub your shoulders? That would be most agreeable. How's that? That feels good. Uh, I can feel the tension just slipping away. Can you, my dear? Oh. How's this? Oh, good. Uh, uh, how did you learn to do this? I was in the army, my dear. <laughs> but enough, my dear chap. I, I wouldn't want to be too relaxed. There is work for me to do. Our enemies will soon be here, and they won't be expecting to see me. But of course they won't. Only Holmes and the government know you're assisting us. Watson, my dear fellow, have you not yet realised? What? It's me. You? You who? Here, let me take off this wig. My God, Holmes! That's right. Sure. <laughs> but I... But the, the massage. Yes, Watson, thank you for that. You... <laughs> you used me, Holmes. I think that I have deserved better at your hands. Whereas yours have very dexterous fingers. <laughs> Holmes! I fear you are upset with me, old friend. Upset? Believe me. All I have done is with your best interests at heart, and my own security. But I... Miss Hills. I really liked her. Well, I could always bring her out at special occasions. <laughs> Thank you, Holmes, but no. I detect you are still cross with me. But please remember the attempt on our lives at the British Museum. Von Fuskus's visit to Baker Street. Were it not for Miss Hills, I would have been incapable of movement, like a custard. I, <laughs> I know, Holmes, but... I was about to... Hush, Watson, hush. The Nazis are here. All right, but we're going to talk about this later. Quick, Watson, close your eye. Oh, yes. <laughs> Can't you climb any faster? Have you not seen my shoulders? I can barely move. I look like some kind of novelty triangle. <laughs> Just get up here. All right. 
And that must be Professor E.J. Smedley. Wait, von Fuskus. That gentleman is very familiar. He reminds me of Dr. Watson. Don't be a fool. Dr. Watson has two eyes. <laughs> now leave this to me. Good day, my man. Hello, I am Dr. W um, I mean, Professor E.J. Smedley, the owner and operator of this emporium. What can I do for you on this fine afternoon? Yes, Professor, I think you can help us. You see, it is a matter of great urgency. You see this woman by my side? I do. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> you see, this lady is to be my fiancée. What? Quiet. Leave this to me. Is uh, something wrong? No, nothing is wrong. Everything is in order. It's just a simple lover's tiff. That is all, my dear, yes? Yes, darling. Okay. And uh, how can I help? Well, old chap, don't you know... Because I am so in love with my fiance. Don't milk it. I wish to I wish to annex her claim her hand in marriage. But like like a stupid romantic fool, I place the engagement ring within this box. Ow! Here, let me be careful with my hands. You You appear to be in some pain. It's just simple lovers' games, don't you know? So do you think you could help us, good kind sir? We just need to open this box and get a ring out of it. Well, I don't know. I'm very busy. I've got this donkey game I'm working on. Did, did I mention that we work with starving orphans? And they are refusing to eat until we are married. Please have pity on us, Herr Professor. Herr? Oh, damn! Idiot! Just open the box, toy maker. A revolver! On this? Another revolver! <laughs> Oh, really? I am just a simple solver of puzzles. Calm now. Let us not play games. It must be obvious to you that we are no ordinary couple madly in love. In fact, we can barely tolerate each other. That sounds like my second marriage. Just open the box or we blow your brains out of your head. Hold it right there, Mrs. Gruber. Holmes. That's right, and I've got you covered. You are in cahoots with a toy maker? This is no toy maker. Open your eye. Aha! My God! It is Dr. Watson. They have nothing to fear, Von Fuskus. No? What about this pistol I hold, taken from your very person? Ha! That gun is the latest Nazi technology. The trigger only responds to my fingerprints. I am aware of the technology, Mrs. Gruber. That is why I am wearing an exact copy of your hand. <laughs> no! Damn you! You see, Watson, why I had to disguise myself as a woman? Holmes! Damn you! You shot all their guns out of their hands! <laughs> An old circus trick! One I myself learned whilst at the Berlin Circus! Then why didn't you do it? Again, the shoulders! <laughs> Idiot! That may be so, but shoulders or no shoulders, my circus skills do not leave me immobile. I was trained to wrestle bears with only my legs. Ha! <laughs> Holmes, be careful! His feet! My gun! And now you're as weaponless as I, as you left me when you forced me from that bridge in Forania. But this time you have no sword stick. Yes, but you forget. I'm proficient in the good old British sport of boxing. Occasionally it is of service. Who'd have thought a man could box with his feet? Oh, you nearly got you there, Holmes. You're really not helping, Watson. Yes. Proves your verse, Baron von Fuskus. Kill the English detective. That window behind you is open, Herr Holmes. The drop would kill any man. And below, a railing. The proud, sharp points stand tall, pointing towards a Nazi victory. But I am not any man. Have at you, sir. Be careful, von Fuskus, if his hand should touch your legs. Watson, did you bring your service revolver? Of course. Then for God's sake, shoot him. Oh, yes. All right, then. No! You have shot me in the legs. Give it up, Von Fuskus. Why the legs? Now I have no control over my body at all. Von Fuskus, the window! I can't stand up. I'm going to fall. Von Fuskus, take my hand. I can't. It hurts too much. Stay away from the window. Too late? No! My God, what a sight. Impaled on the railings. A good shot, Watson. Watson? Not another step, Holmes. 
Otherwise, this knife goes straight through Dr. Watson's throat. Watson! Don't worry about me, old chap. Do what you have to do. For England. Now, Holmes, open this box, or I will kill your lapdog. Just take it easy, Mrs. Gruber. I will kill him! Very well. You leave me no choice. Let Watson go, and I will open the box. Holmes, no! She leaves me no choice, Watson. Yes, sir, Holmes. Now you truly see the master of the master ace. And when we are finished here, they will build a statue of you in our new London as the man who made all this possible. Very well. I shall open the box. You had better get yourself comfortable here, Doctor. This box is the most complex and difficult puzzle I have ever set my eyes upon. It could take him hours to... Done it. What? <laughs> See, it's open. Give it to me. Very well, here you are. Be careful, though, it's quite fragile. You'll need both hands. Very well. Now, Watson, twat her! Oh! Holmes, she's out cold. That was the plan, dear fellow. And those fascinating women. One who could almost equal the great Irene Adler. Almost? But not quite. And now the authorities can deal with her accordingly. But what about the box? Dare we peek inside it to see the treasure we've been protecting? I've closed it again. What? The information in that box is too valuable for any one person to know. Let us dispatch it to the government post-haste, then make our way back to Baker Street. Well, Holmes, another case solved. Indeed. And so, once more, we're left with nothing to do. Really, Holmes? Can we not even have one day off? If I take even one day off, Watson, my brain begins to curdle. The last thing I want is a brain of cheese. <laughs> well, quite. Oh, Mr. Holmes, that fella from the government has come back. Does he want some lunch? Uh, just show him in, will you, Mrs. Hudson? Will do. Well, let's see what the government has to say, eh, Watson? Watson? Uh, sorry, Holmes. I was thinking about Miss Hills. Right. You do, you do remember that was... Yes, um, yes. Uh, it's just very confusing. Ah, gentlemen. Ah, the government. How are you? Tolerable. Tolerable. And what has happened to Mrs. Gruber? In one of our high security prisons, where she will be staying for a very long time. I have to say, you gentlemen did quite well. Quite well? Watson. Sorry, Holmes. There is one small matter that remains to be cleared up. Oh, Yes. We sent the puzzle box to some of our top research Johnnies. We decided it was best to remove the contents from the box. However, when they were finally able to open the box... Yes? Well, it was empty. Empty? Indeed. Can you shed some light on this discovery? I'm sorry, old man, but that box was empty when I opened it in Dollis Hill. Hmm. Well, okay, gentlemen. <laughs> I bid you farewell. Bye. Till next time. Holmes, I looked into that box when you opened it. It certainly was not empty. What can I say? It is now. Holmes, you didn't. I don't know what you're talking about. You said the information in that box was too valuable for any one person to know. Yes, my dear Watson, but I have the skills of two men and the brains of, a, and the brains of at least three. That makes me the minimum of five men. <laughs> Can you smell it, Watson? That unmistakable fragrance on the wind? That's the aroma of freedom. A perfume that costs more than any lady's scent, but one worn on that neck of the most important of women. A lady I like to call democracy. Have you got a number? That sure tastes good, doesn't it, Dr. Watson? Very good, Mr. Martell. You know... Almost as good as a glass of crisp, smooth Patriot gin. Patriot gin! Shut it, Martell. Right you are, Doctor. And so we conclude tonight's tale, The Adventure of the Führer's Cube. I hope you have enjoyed it, but I also hope that you have taken its message to heart. And what will next week's case be about, Doctor? Well, Mr. Martell, next week I have a tale for you I like to call... The Adventure of the Worm with Hitler's Face.
Sherlock Holmes Strikes Back was written by Peter Davis and Matthew Woodcock and was directed by Philip North. With Peter Davis as Sherlock Holmes, Mr. Martell and Ted Quack, Matthew Woodcock as Dr. Watson and the Barman, Panny Scrivanos as Baron von Fuskus, the Government and the Cockney, and Laura Marshall as Greta Gruber, Mrs. Hudson and Susan Hill. Lighting design by Gareth Brown, sound design recording and post-production by Tashari King, music by Peter Davis, produced by Marielle Runacre Temple for the Wireless Theatre Company. Sherlock Holmes Strikes Back was recorded in front of a live audience at the Etc. Theatre London on the 16th of August 2011. Visit wirelesstheatrecompany.co.uk for more audio downloads.